0: The Bills make me wanna yeah. kick your- Well, listeners, welcome to what I guess can be considered the first episode of the fourth season of Bills and Beers. We did a post-draft recap, which I guess could be considered something of season 3.5. But here we are, going into our fourth year. If we were still in college and or high school, this would be the senior year of Bills and Beers. From here on out, it's something it's, so. the, uh, it's the best year yet, right? Absolutely. Nothing but great things to come here on this podcast and especially in Bill's Nation. And joining me this week, no Jeff Day, don't know what continent he's on, as Billy and I just talked about, but we are in Billy's apartment, vacated once again, no Chinese family, no Germans, no Bolivians,
1: just Billy. Billy. I barely know what continent I'm on normally, however, I do know where I am right now, and I would rather be nowhere else than right here.
0: Right now. That's what I like to hear, Billy. And of course, joining us tonight, to my immediate left, the always beautiful, the always wonderful, Miss Cassie Ozark.
2: Hello. How you guys doing?
0: We're doing just fine, so we're three weeks now into the preseason, we've got one preseason game left to play. But as common knowledge often dictates, nothing really happens in the fourth game, it's really just an opportunity to see who's going to make the special teams in the upcoming season. So we've seen just about everything we need to see, but this is going to be somewhat of a recap on the preseason, I don't know when this will release, it'll probably even come out after the fourth game, so we'll kind of talk about what we've seen, what we expect to see moving into the season. But uh, Billy and Cassie, super excited to be back here. Like I said, fourth season now. We should be proud of ourselves. And Bill, with all your free time, as we just discussed, begin to <clears throat> can begin to do some of the marketing efforts for Bills and Beers. Really get that
1: listenership broadened. Can't wait. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me want to
0: so as Cassie mentioned there during the intro, there is a new quarterback in Bills Nation. Tyler Thigpen retains his job. Vince Young sent packing Tavares Jackson, now backing up
1: Ryan and Tyler Thigpen retains his job for now. Uh, it, there's uh, speculation that he will not be with this team uh, come the first game of the season. Of course,
0: speculation abounds, but I do also believe... Chang'e was quoted saying today that he's not above keeping four quarterbacks on the roster because he still does count Brad Smith as a quarterback. But Tavares Jackson, so he had kind of a um, mediocre year last year in Seattle, as did most of the team. He kind of was a middling player in in Minnesota as well. What do you think, Cass?
2: I'm very nervous. I, I, you know... For two weeks we heard, you know, oh, Vince Young looks great in preseason. And, oh, he's had a few really couple good days at practice. And, you know, he's going to be a solid number two. And then we hear this. He's gone. Traverse Jackson's in. I'm just, I'm very nervous.
0: Well, you watched the Steelers
1: game. Billy and I watched it together. Vince Young looked horrible. He looked pretty brutal out there. Bad. Really bad. And really, I mean, I quite honestly, I don't really care about it. Because if Fitzpatrick goes down, we're screwed anyway. So that's a great point. I'd
0: like to say, let's talk though about Vince Young for a second. Sure. Because I am still convinced, and I've said as much, if Fitzpatrick were to get injured with a minute 30 to go in the Super Bowl and we were down by five points with our heels on our own end zone and had to go 99 yards for the win and Vince Young had to come in and do that for us, he would. I think Vince Young has all the physical abilities in the world and he turns it on when he chooses to turn it on. And when he doesn't turn it on, he is terrible. But for whatever reason, unless he doesn't have a sense of urgency, he's just a terrible quarterback. And I don't think he has the mental toughness, obviously not with the third team to say thanks
1: but no thanks, to turn it on all the time, every time. Unfortunately for the guy, it's probably he's probably gotten to the point now in his career, he's been through you know, several systems and he's overthinking, which is like, he tr- he's trying to do his thing, you know, but he needs to get back to just letting his innate ability work for him. But the question is, is that innate ability enough in the NFL? Right, but what I'm saying is, though, when like when he was at Texas
0: and he took him to the national championship, I think he just got used to the idea of, like, well, if once I start trying, we'll be okay. Yeah. Like, I can kind of just coast through, and then once once we're in crunch time and the team really needs me, I can
1: turn it up and we'll be okay.
2: Yeah, and that's okay to do in college. But I think it's a lot different in the NFL. He could get away
1: with these broken plays and just running around in college because he's more athletically talented. But now you get to the NFL, you actually have to make these reads and progressions and all that. You know, he, it, he, you know, know, he, His physical ability can't make up for his lack in mental ability.
0: Precisely, but I, I do also still believe that if he brought – his physical ability every play, which I don't believe he does, he still could be an exceptional quarterback. Yeah. But I think he really does ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows, Vince Young. But anyways, that well, book has, that chapter has closed.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, why don't we take a look at uh, our the, the defensive side of the ball, I guess, mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, and, I mean, what do you guys think uh, as far as, uh, you know, looking at previous years, uh, and you know more specifically last year and this year and the transition uh, we made and adding players and you know and what you've seen and, and what do you forecast I guess for this year that's going to be the most different. Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll put it to you, Cassie. We've been critical of the linebackers
0: here at Bills and Beers for each of the last four seasons. Uh, right now, it's looking like Moats, Morrison. Excuse me, no, Moats, Shepard, and
2: Burnett.
0: Barnett. How does that line up suit you, Cassie?
2: It's still, I don't think, the best linebacking crew that you could have. But I think the front four that are there in front of them is definitely going to help out and only make the linebacker stronger. My my biggest concern was the end of the Pittsburgh game, or the second, uh, the end of the first half in the Pittsburgh game. Hmm. Yeah. We really—they ran down the ball. I mean, they started on what their, you know, our two-yard line yeah. or whatnot, or their two-yard line, and and they drove completely down the field, and they were, you know, switching out that front four back and forth, back and forth, and they just couldn't get a rhythm. So I, I think Juanzet is going to do well, but. I think the whole core and the whole tandem needs to work together. I don't think that our linebackers are really that much stronger than we had last year.
0: That's fair. Um, And, again, watching that 99-yard drive at least two or three times after the actual game, give Big Ben some credit. He's done it before. He's done it in the Super Bowl. The guy knows how to make plays, and they made some great plays on that drive. He made some great throws. His receivers made some great catches. So it is what it is, but it still happened, and I hear you. I don't know though, if in the regular season, as you mentioned, the substituting of the defensive front four would have been as, as vigorous and as aggressive. Yeah. One thing I'd like to, I'd like to bring back to the offense here for a second and talk about the greatest problem the Bill's nation could possibly be dealing with, and that is, how do we distribute the ball evenly between C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson, Stevie Johnson, Scott Chandler, at all?
2: Don't forget David Nelson.
0: Of course, I love me some David Nelson, and you know that. Yes. Shame on me for 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 leaving him out. But the question remains: There's only one football. You can only have one running back carry at a time. You can only have one receiver catching it at a time. How are we going to deal with this?
1: Quite honestly, I don't. I don't see there being. I think we're going to look for a consistent pattern. Uh, I don't know if one is going to emerge with uh, Chan uh, you know, calling the shots. And, you know, that's going to be a matter of the plays that we structure around the defenses that we play, whoever they game plan against, um, or however the game unfolds. So I just see it, you know, one game Stevie's going to have a ridiculous 180-yard game and, uh, you know, five catches, two touchdowns, and then he's going to have two catches the next game for 35 yards. But then Chandler's...
0: Just so we're both clear, five catches for
1: 180 yards is 36 yards a catch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, one of one of them is going to be for an eighty-nine yard bomb.
2: <laughs> um, I think the only way, and I hope CJ is will, willing to do this, but he needs to start receiving the ball. I think he was real key last year when, you know, he came out and set out in the five wide wide receiver set and just really started using his hands. So I think he will see predominantly more exposure via receiving the ball.
0: Okay. Well, I hate to put a lid on this. Uh, unfortunately, though, at this point in the season, it's all speculation. We still do have a fourth preseason game to get through. Who knows who could blow out his or her knee in that process.
1: Um, we, have, and- we
2: have hers on our team now? <laughs> yeah. The, when the Jills is going now? Yeah.
1: So do you guys see, I don't know, the, la- the latest news on McGee's injury. He's got another one? Yeah, so it's his knee acting up again. Uh, and he's not going to play. He's definitely ruled out for this last game, which is okay. Well, no big deal. They're going to rest people anyway. But he's probably out for week one. So that leaves us with uh, you know Williams and uh, Stephon Gilmore and Gilmore Run starting Kelvin and, and Kelvin and Rogers. I understand and Brooks. Right. So you know you, we talk about the the linebackers and uh, you know a little bit of worry there. What about the cornerback crew? I have I have virtually no problem with our cornerback crew. I
0: think we got a play. We have at least one playmaker on the team, and Stephon Gilmore. I think that Aaron Williams uh, comes and goes, but he comes more often than he goes. Oh like, you like yeah, that? <laughs> you like that, Cassie? Yes. Um, and McKelvin is a touchdown waiting to happen. He's also a boneheaded play waiting to happen. But either way, he's a, he's he's a damn counterpick. What's the word? He's a damn powder keg out there.
1: Well, so I don't know much about uh, defensive formations and everything, but I was reading the fact that he's going to be now in them, uh, you know, playing the the nickel back role. So that will allow him to succeed, as the player yeah. is going to be always in front of him. Who knows? I don't know what that means either. Yeah. But to
0: cast his original point, I think that the front four is is strong enough. That the cornerbacks will look that much better. No, mm-hmm. um, it basically means that McKelvin's not going to have to be on the deep ball. Right. Which Precisely. Be on, yeah. Exactly. Know.
2: And why was he? Re- why is
1: he returning punts? It,
0: it, he he dropped, know, He's even dropped like two please, during the preseason.
1: I, I want to go on the record. I don't know. No, never mind. I'm not want to jinx it. Never mind. I'm not going to say anything. Good. But it's about Brad Smith. I will always say that.
0: I'm yeah, say you need it. to get over that. Brad Smith's a good football player. Cass, anything else to add before we head into the wild card portion of today's episode? No, I'm, no? Exci-
2: I'm. I'm excited. I, I'm extremely excited, and. Uh,
0: All right, give us well, well before we go into wild card. Give us your uh, wins loss prediction.
2: I would say we are going to go ten and six. Okay. Wild card.
1: Interesting, Billy. Uh, I will say yeah. I'll say ten and six, definitively. Okay, I'm saying worst
0: case scenario eleven and five. Best case scenario fourteen and two.
1: Dude, can we review the aggregate
0: of your, all of your predictions? <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure fourteen and two is the best prediction I've ever made, but I'm pretty sure in the last three seasons I've predicted twelve and four. Yeah. Okay.
2: Maybe I should uh, make this a is... new little note about uh,
0: this. And we Go can ahead. It this I dare you. Thirteen How and three. Thirteen and three. You heard it here first. All right. It's getting me dawn. Well, this brings us to the end of our preseason wrap-up special, which can only mean one thing. Bill, would you help me out, please? It's the wild card! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's wild card time here at Bills and Beers. And today's question um, kind of arises from a story Cassie just told us about having a, a, a colleague of hers running into Ryan Fitzpatrick in Costa Rica. So the question I'm posing to you two is, if you could go on a destination vacation with any of the Buffalo Bills, where would you go and why? And with whom?
2: So you guys obviously know my answer to this.
1: Scott Chandler.
2: Scott Chandler, no. Same position, though.
1: Pete Messelares? David Nelson.
0: (laughs) 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 Wait, time out. So, first off, David Nelson is not a tight end. He's definitely a slot receiver.
2: He's listed as a tight end.
0: Uh, Yeah, erroneously, but okay. okay, Yes. Fine.
2: But anyways, yes.
0: David Nelson. I've got something to show you. Keep talking.
2: Where would we go? I would go anywhere that he would be (laughs) in the least amount of clothing possible. And what would we do? Well, just go and take a look at
1: him.
0: Yeah, that's him and my cousin. I have my mom oh. texted this to me.
1: You, yeah, my sister, my sister. Yeah, my sister's got a picture of him. Him and Dave. Wow, is, was he just like John Q. Public? Yeah. So Mark, uh, Mark my brother-in-law has a uh, uh, good friend who's best friends with with uh, David Nelson. David Nelson. Yeah. So David Nelson, anywhere?
2: Anywhere, shirtless.
0: Anywhere north of 70 degrees. Little,
2: little bikini bottoms. Sounds great.
1: Okay, all right.
2: I'm hoping my fiance is listening.
1: Yeah, I, I picked David Nelson as well, just so, wow. he, just so he brought along his uh, cheerleader from the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, sure, his girlfriend? Because yeah. then you'd have a chance next to him. Right, sure, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's
0: about uh, a foot and a half taller than you. His skin tone is about three shades darker. And he's a professional football player, which means how much you'd make last year? Oh, yeah, whatever that is, plus whatever he makes.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Wait, are we going present players only? Hey, man, Present whatever blues. you want, it's wild card time. Fuck. Uh, but since you brought it up, I just changed my answer. <laughs> I'm thinking there's a lot of exotic answers, okay? A lot of exotic answers. You don't have, you, right? there are no points for original. And now here, now, now here is what keeps coming to my mind because of how hard I've heard that he used to party and likely oh, still does You're going to take mine. Go for it. Jim Kelly. Oh. Jim <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Okay, guys. So I was was on it. Here's the thing: Jim Kelly in his yeah.
2: Well, no, I think he's still even, got it. I think nowadays. he's still got
1: it, man. Here's the thing. Yeah, but when old, I'm old men partiers <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of and weird. <laughs> weird.
0: So you party.
1: I, I'd probably go to Vegas with him or something. I don't know. We have fun. At the, whatever, what have you. Probably wouldn't matter. What, we could we, could, we could go to, to Barbill and have a good time. Um, that goes without However, it. I remember being, I think I was 14 and it was down in South Carolina with Adam Greenberg and his family. And so we went into, uh, or we were hanging out at this resort, Okay. And this random family from Buffalo, like, it's the Braintree. I don't know if you remember the Braintree crew, the doo do. doo And so what ended up happening was they were like, oh, hey, yeah, oh, we're from Pittsburgh originally. We know Jim Kelly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually. My, my buddy who I'm with that lives next door to Jim Kelly. I'm like, oh, wow, no way. Like, we live right in his neighborhood. Was it Newcastle? Mm-hmm. And so the guy was like, yeah, and I'm a businessman, and I'll tell you what, uh, anytime he came down to Pittsburgh... Like, he was always out and about and cheating on his wife. Wow. <laughs> well, well,
2: thank you. I you, feel- you heard
1: it here first,
0: Bills and Beers <laughs> listeners. Uh, Bill Nichols wants to take uh, Jim Gelly to an erotic destination so Jim can cheat on his wife with Bill. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> um, that kind of undermines my decision. I was going to say Daryl Talley for the same Daryl reason. Daryl would be First off.
2: what well, you if, want to cheat on Daryl Talley's wife with you? Spider-Man, well, there's
0: that. If if you can follow one Bills player past to present on Twitter, it must be Daryl Talley. His tweets are hilarious, and second only to him is Thurman Thomas, who pretty much tweets about how much he hates the government. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. He's like a hardcore libertarian. Have you had any communication with Daryl Talley? Uh, No, but uh,
1: Thurman Thomas has definitely responded to a couple of our tweets. Sweet. Always about the government. <laughs> Wait, so bills and beers. Now, what have what have been our political tweets? I
0: haven't seen these. Oh, I tweeted him something about uh, getting a, a credit for buying a Chevy Volt <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yeah, or he tweeted about it. It was it was something pertaining to. By the, the way,
1: this season sponsored by <laughs> Chevy
0: Volt. Yeah, and the Twitter handles of Daryl Talley and Thurman Thomas. So okay, so Daryl Talley's right out the window for me. So I got to go. I got to go to my go-to. Bills and Beers answer for all of these cause I feel like I see Otis McKelvin <laughs> <laughs> no Listen, we wouldn't be able to have good conversations <laughs> um, no I gotta go with Kyle Williams Okay. Yeah. I just love me some Kyle Williams. People
2: going to Nebraska together? Yeah.
0: Right. I feel like we would go somewhere, and he'd be really handy. Like he'd take me out in the middle of the woods and show me how to survive on my own, or you know how to like make a screwdriver out of you know out of an aloe plant, yeah. or something like that. And I just feel like it would be really good company. You'd be killing
1: bears and not using a gun, just going and right them?
0: wherever we'd be. He'd build a raging fire every night, and him and I would just sit there drinking beer, and I'd just be asking him questions galore about the Buffalo Bills from Dick Duran through today, and, yeah, I think I would just really enjoy some good quality bro time with Kyle Williams, who, by the way, is only about a year or two older than us. Awesome. Actually, a year or two older than me, which means he's about your age. <laughs>
2: so Does he
0: strike you as that? I mean, he strikes me as, like, a 40-year-old man. No, oh, yeah. Not even the case. I'm pretty sure he's still in his 20s. Yeah. No,
2: no, no. That's the thing. Professional athletes get younger, and I keep getting older. This is just... Yeah. It's
0: odd. It's, it's terrifying. Well, anyhow, that has been a great episode here, everybody. Um, and uh, you can always find us at our website billsandbeers.com. I don't know if that still takes us to our Facebook page. It Billy, does. Billy, you and I got to do a little rearranging online. Um, but uh, that's that's what you're good for. Uh, you can always uh, tweet <laughs> us uh, bills and beers. Excuse me. Is our Twitter handle? Uh, We're always up for audience suggestions, uh, comments, anything. Cassie, I know you got a couple faithful listeners out there. Love to talk to us. I got cousins, friends. Uh, We got strangers we don't even know in New York City who listen to us. So,
1: and if you you know of any uh, any team, any uh, fans uh, that you're friends with, teams that we're playing against this year. You know, we'd love to have. uh, We we try to have whenever whenever possible. Right, that's always been a goal of Bills and Beers. I think we've accomplished that
0: goal three times in the three years. I think we do about once a year. We got a fan from the team. We had Neil Callahan, represented the Patriots. I got Danny Moore to talk about the Bucks once, and we had uh, Chris Brangle, who I think still listens to the show, uh, talking about the Packers. Uh, but until next time, we'll be coming back shortly before that Jets game. Woo! We'll be talking all about that. We'll have a better idea of what our 53-man roster is looking like. Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez <laughs> uh, is going to get demolished in that game. And I can't wait for it, but we've got a whole episode to talk about it. Uh, folks, it's been a delight. Bill, Cassie, Jeff, wherever you are. And happy football season. Happy football season. Go Bills.
2: The Bills make me want to